We're talking all about arthritis today, including how to move safely with arthritis. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jessica Ballant, a physical therapist and Pilates teacher, and I want to bring science-based knowledge, empathy, courage, support, love, and hopefully some fun to the journeys we have with our bodies. There is hope and strength in your body, and my goal is to help you find it. Thanks for stopping in to meet your body today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I am sitting on a pillow um, on my office chair while I talk to you today. If you listened to last week's episode or you follow me over on Instagram, you know that I am dealing with an injury that I sustained when I fell snowboarding a couple weeks ago. It is most likely a small fracture of my sacrum and possibly my tailbone. It is getting better, slowly but surely, one day at a time. I will say today is the first day that I feel some hope of, okay, I think this is getting better. And it's the two-week mark, so I will say that that happens oftentimes. I tell people that after surgeries, after a lot of things, that acute phase tends to last really anywhere from 7 to 14 days. So it's not uncommon to be in that really acute place for a couple weeks And then you feel the clouds start to part just a little bit. So I'm hoping for some sunshine shining down on this injury here soon. So I want to talk about arthritis today. I get asked regularly by clients and people in our community about pain with arthritis and how to exercise and how to move without making it worse. And that is not surprising considering in the United States alone, over 58 million people have some form of arthritis. And that includes every one in four adults. So there's a very high likelihood that you listening to this right now yourself have experienced pain related to arthritis or you know someone who has. So I want to dive into what arthritis is, talk about things around it, including symptoms, the different types, and then most of our time is going to be spent around movement and exercise and how to do that safely when you do have arthritis. One of my main goals as a practitioner, as a professional, has always been to empower you within your body, with the body that you have. I have seen so many people come to me with a diagnosis scared, in fear, either because the doctor didn't take time to explain or because we've gone on to Dr. Google and found out all the horrible things about this diagnosis. And that's common. And arthritis can be one of those two. You hear so many things. You see people even growing up. It could be a narrative in your head of a grandparent you had who had a hard time moving or walking because of arthritis. So we create these stories and these narratives around what we can or can't do based on a label. And so I have really made it my mission to help take apart those narratives to really dive into the details to help educate you about what really is going on from an anatomical and a physiological level, what is actually happening, but also to give you that hope, the hope I even talked about at the very beginning. There's so much importance around having hope 
in your body, what you can do, what the future holds. And there is a lot of hope and a lot of promise and a lot of things you can do when you have arthritis. So I want you to enter this podcast today with that hope, with that encouragement, knowing that yes, you can continue to live a very active and full life with a diagnosis of arthritis. So let's start by talking about arthritis itself. What is arthritis? What is it characterized by? It's important to understand that there are over 100 types of arthritis. So it's not, again, that simple label or diagnosis. There's more to it than simply, I have arthritis. There's over 100 types. Overall, the umbrella kind of idea behind arthritis is that it is a breakdown of a joint and the structures even surrounding the joint. So in general, now we understand it's tendons, ligaments, cartilage, and even the bone in the joint starts to break down. It used to be, it really was kind of thought just to be the cartilage in a joint. And that's why you've heard people say, oh, it's bone on bone. Because we thought arthritis was simply a breakdown of the cartilage, say in the knee or in the hand joints. But really, it's now understood to be more complex that it involves all the structures within the joint. And then the symptoms start to manifest as stiffness, pain, swelling, sometimes um, redness or even heat on the joint, depending on what kind of arthritis you have. So it's common especially to feel that stiffness more so in the morning. And the most common joints that are affected by arthritis are going to be the knee, the hip and the spine, and then the hands as well, various joints within the hands. So that's a very overarching idea of what we mean when we say arthritis. So let's talk about the most common types of arthritis. The most common type is osteoarthritis. Osteo meaning bone. So that is going to be your typical arthritis found isolated within one joint. Now, you might have osteoarthritis in multiple joints throughout your body, but maybe not. Sometimes it really will be isolated just to one joint. So that's one thing that's good to understand about osteoarthritis. And again, it's kind of that breakdown of all the tissues within or around the joint itself. It can be diagnosed through x-ray. And there are various degrees of osteoarthritis. This is what we are going to see in physical therapy the most as well. And it is caused by various things. So it can be caused from an old injury. So if you, let's say you played football or you did gymnastics throughout high school and into college and you had a knee injury and you kind of continued to injure that knee, does that sound familiar? You kind of would sprain it or strain it and that was always kind of your weak link a little bit. That is probably going to be more prone to arthritis later on. I have an old ankle injury. I have trashed my left ankle three times now and put and put in a boot. I've ripped up the ligaments. I know that I'm going to be more prone to osteoarthritis to some issues in that joint later on simply because of that prior damage. There are some other factors in addition to old injuries that might make us more prone to osteoarthritis. 
Those include repetitive use of a joint. If you are constantly using that one joint, you might be more prone to it. We also know that it is more likely to occur in people as we age, especially the, over the age of 50. And with women, it's more common after we go through menopause. Most likely, it's related to our hormone changes as we age. So some of, those are some of the things to understand that could make us more prone to osteoarthritis. And researchers don't understand what actually triggers the initial breakdown, what starts osteoarthritis. But what we do know is that it is is degenerative, meaning once it starts, it can and typically will, if left to its own devices, it will continue to break down over time. We also know there isn't a cure. Right now, we do not have a cure for arthritis. That being said, there are ways to help slow the progression of the disease, and we will touch on those later on in this episode. First, I just want to touch on a few other forms of arthritis. So we talked about osteoarthritis. Again, it's the most common. But then another big category of arthritis is called autoimmune inflammatory arthritis. So this is going to include rheumatoid arthritis, which is very common. Also juvenile arthritis, which is much less common, but it is out there. And then gout. I've seen gout quite a bit, and that's actually defined as a type of arthritis. So to touch on the rheumatoid piece because that tends to be more common. Again, that's going to be an autoimmune disease, meaning there are other factors involved that aren't involved in the osteoarthritis. So when I mentioned with osteoarthritis that it can be isolated to one joint, meaning again, if you look at that repetitive kind of issue, a tennis player who's played tennis their entire life is going to be more prone to arthritis possibly in that hand or that elbow, right? Just from using it over and over again. But that doesn't mean that they are more prone to arthritis anywhere else in their body. With rheumatoid arthritis, it will be systemic throughout your body and it many times will kind of attack and show itself in the hands and that's where you're going to see red swollen joints, hands and feet, toes and fingers. It will attack other joints as well. So again, keep in mind that is arthritis, but if you do experience rheumatoid arthritis or you think you might have it, I want you to also take that extra step to see possibly an endocrinologist or someone who specializes in autoimmune diseases because there are going to be a few other systemic factors to look at due to its characterization as an autoimmune disease. So let's talk about treatment. Again, as we mentioned, there is no actual cure for arthritis, but there are ways to help with the symptoms, meaning decrease your pain, decrease stiffness, help you be more active. And many of these things also could possibly decrease or slow down the progression of the arthritis. So think of it this way. If you have arthritis and that tissue is starting to break down possibly because of repetitive movement, if we work to balance out the muscular structures and the strength, if we help to balance that to give that joint a little more structure kind of in an aligned place, it could help slow the progression over time. So the treatments can look like many different things. One thing is exercise, and we're going to talk about that later on, but exercise is known to actually help 
with arthritis. So we're going to get to that. Another way that you can help with arthritis is physical therapy. So as a physical therapist in the clinic, I would see many, many clients with osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. And there are ways that we can help. It's not only including exercise, but it could include some massage. It could include various modalities that we use. And physical therapy is nice because it helps give you another healthcare professional on your team. It gives you some options and an idea for a progression, so how you can progress exercise. So physical therapy is a really nice option. Heat and cold can also be used. That would help more with your symptoms themselves. Typically, arthritis responds well to heat, and you can kind of picture that if you wake up in the morning with those stiff, achy joints and a hot shower feels great and helps loosen you up and 30 minutes later you're good to go, then you might respond really well to heat. So you'll want to look at both of those, but they can be used. And then you can talk to your doctor about things such as diet and supplements, and those can be used as well. They're very typical when it comes to trying to manage your arthritic symptoms. And then there is surgery. And I don't want you to turn away with me saying surgery. I know surgery is a big, scary thing to think about. Also, I just want to point out, as a physical therapist, I have seen countless clients in pain from osteoarthritis in their knees. They describe it as walking on glass, knees and hips both. Their function has decreased so much that they can barely walk because of the pain and they have a total joint replacement and wake up without pain. Now that doesn't mean the rehab is easy. It's not. The rehabilitation and physical therapy for those two surgeries is long and arduous and it's tough. But each of my clients who told me that, who said, I woke up without pain, they didn't regret the surgery because of those pain levels. And only you know if you ever get to that point. But I feel like I always need to point it out that surgery can be a helpful and hopeful option if you have lost function because of pain due to osteoarthritis in your knees and your hips especially. All right, so let's get into movement and exercise. So as a physical therapist, this is my area. This is where I will see people and how it relates to arthritis. So I'm going to talk about my experience and kind of what I recommend. And it comes back to that question I got from someone in our community that led me to doing this specific recording when she said, the arthritis is really bothering me right now. What is an arthritis-friendly workout that I could do? And it really made me think that probably a lot of you listening are looking specifically for that. You become, again, afraid to move, afraid to exercise, understandably, not sure what will hurt, what you can do, what you can't do. And it's hard to find arthritis-specific workouts. And I'll tell you why. Because you don't necessarily need them. With arthritis, what I want you to do is let pain be your guide. So if a squat is hurting your knees, I want you to stop and we're going to find another way to do a squat. If you are having a flare-up of your arthritis in your hands and your fingers, you might want to avoid a plank in the workouts that I teach. Do it on your elbows or simply sit out for two minutes and then come back to it. 
So you're going to let pain be your guide and everyone is different. That's another reason why you won't see a lot of very specific arthritis-friendly workouts because there's nothing specific that we're going to most likely tell you to avoid. If you have, again, I'm going to go back to knees here, knees and hips. If you have arthritis in your knees and your hips and it really hurts to run, then I as a physical therapist am I going to tell you not to run. That's what I will tell you to do is to avoid running. But it's not that simple. So I don't just say that as a cliche. I don't say that off the cuff. I'm serious. If it's hurting, I want you to stop. And then we're going to look deeper into it. I'm going to ask you, do you really want to run? Is this really important to you? What are some other things you can do instead? Because movement is important. But if you're continuing the movement that really bothers the joint, you're simply going to cause more inflammation. Another thing that's really common is to feel that pain when you have arthritis in the knees and the hips, you're going to feel pain sometimes with squats or lunges. That's another one where I would tell someone, all right, take a break, pause, but let's find another way to do it because you can't actually avoid squats the rest of your life. As you've heard me say over and over, getting on and off the toilet is a squat. Getting on and off the floor is a lunge. Getting on and off the couch is a squat. So I want to teach you how to do it safely, but telling you just to push through pain is actually not going to be helpful because the pain response is your body telling you, I don't like this. I'm probably going to get a little more inflammation because of you doing this. So with arthritis, you don't want to be pushing through the pain. So it's important when you do have arthritis to really look at what movements bother you. And I want you to write them down if you need to. Like take this assignment and really find out, okay, when my arthritis is bothering me, what movements or exercises or even daily activities hurt it and bother me. And write those down. Then when it comes to starting a new workout program or maybe just continuing your workout program but not knowing what to do, I want you to use that as your guide. So I still want you to strengthen, let's say, lower body. If you have that knee and hip arthritis and squats bother you, I would say let's find another way to do them. As a practitioner, I'm going to either have you bend your knees less or look at your form and change it up or use a resistance loop around your knees or do them against a wall for support. There are many different ways. I might even get you on a reformer on your back. But again, it doesn't tell me I can never do that with you. It tells me, all right, we need to adjust that movement. So if you're at home and you're not seeing a practitioner and you feel pretty comfortable being your own guide, I just want you to find workouts then that support your needs without causing you more pain. Yes, you can still lift weights. Absolutely. You can still do Pilates. You can still go on walks. You can still do yoga. You can still do pretty much everything any activity, but you might just have to adjust a few things for that arthritic pain. And then one more step with that is if you are finding that consistent pain, like I mentioned with squats, with lunges, with planks, if it's just consistent all the time, then go that one step further and see a physical therapist or see me over Zoom or see a personal trainer, someone who has experience with injuries. And it might just take one or two sessions to find out what a good modification or variation would be for you. 
I just really want to help people stay away from that all or nothing idea, right? That, okay, well, that squat hurt the other day, so I'm never doing them again. That's not helpful. <laughs> it's not helpful in our life. It's not helpful in keeping us independent or our longevity. We can. There are many nuances around positions to help keep you strong. And again, it's going to help long-term to build the strength in the structures around the knee. So maybe we change the form of your squat, or maybe we just break it down and we work into glute strength, we work into hamstring strength and quad strength and outer hip and inner hip so that everything else gets stronger to support that knee and hip. So that in three weeks, when I have you try a squat again, lo and behold, it doesn't hurt. And that is what I mean by intentional movement and kind of progressive movement. So again, if you have a healthcare professional you're working with, that's a great place to start. If you have a personal trainer, if you have those deeper questions and you want to get on Zoom, there are many different options. Or if you feel like you're at a place that you are really good knowing your body, you have a really good program that you're doing independently, then just know there is, again, nothing I'm going to tell you not to do. I just want you to listen to your body and avoid the things or the positions that cause pain and instead find some other things that you can do. Always focus on what you can do and what's available to you as opposed to what you can't do. And let's go one step farther into worst case scenario, okay? And I don't always like those words, but you'll understand once I get into it. Worst case scenario with especially rheumatoid arthritis, I have seen clients who simply can never do like a down dog position because of the position it puts your toes and into your hands. And that's okay. So worst case scenario is you never do another down dog the rest of your life. If you love the position, it is a bummer. It's always a bummer to think, oh, I can never do that again. Also, down dog is not a functional position. There's no reason that you need to do that to stay independent and strong in life. If that's the one movement you need to avoid in your favorite yoga class or your favorite Pilates class, that's okay because you can do almost anything else. Same with a plank. If most days it hurts your hands to do a plank and that you have done all the work to build the muscles in your upper back and in your rotator cuff and you've seen me to find out how to adjust for it, if you've done all those things and it still bothers you, that's okay. Maybe the rest of your life you do a plank on your elbows and that is giving yourself permission to move in a way that you need to for the season of life you are in for what your body is going through. Living this life with our body is really a partnership. We can't force our round body into a square hole if it doesn't want to be there. Or we could force, 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 force and just cause more pain. And that is not a good partnership. You want to listen to what your body needs. You want to try to find a solution. Okay, so just listening, but then saying, I guess I won't move at all. That's not a solution. We need to move. Our bodies need to move. So try to find a solution. And if a solution isn't there to make that position pain-free, then we simply change the position. And that is okay. Give yourself grace and permission to say that and do that. To know, you know what? Plank is never going to be great for me, and that's okay. Part of learning to live with our ever-changing bodies is understanding that 
they are ever-changing and they are meant to change. We are human beings who are meant to evolve and change. We can't look back 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 50 years ago and say, I used to be able to do that and why can't I do it now? Well, we can't do it now because we change and that's okay. We're meant to change. So look at what you can do now and what adjustments you can make going forward with the body that you have now. That is where power resides. When I want to empower you in the body, it's in the body that you have now so that you can absolutely feel your best in body, mind, and soul. I hope that helps uncover some of the mystery around arthritis. I am also going to put some links below. So while I mentioned there's not a lot of pure arthritis-friendly workouts out there because there don't always need to be, I am going to give you some resources for a knee-friendly workout. So I have a workout that involves no kneeling that will be friendly on your knees. And then also... On February 13th on YouTube, I will be releasing an arthritis-friendly workout. So we'll be doing some Pilates, we'll be doing some body weight resistance workouts, and then we'll also be using some light hand weights. So that would be a really good start if you just wanted to see where you are. If you want to assess some movements, you can include it throughout the week for your own fitness routine. So again, that will be coming out on YouTube on Monday, February 13th, and then unlimited members, as always, will get the long, full-length version. So as always, thank you so much for being here with me today. I wish you the very best, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today on Meet Your Body. If you have a moment, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast as it helps us tremendously. For more resources and workouts, you can visit my website, jessicavalantpilates.com, or find me on YouTube or Instagram at Jessica Valant Pilates.